Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. All right, brothers and sisters, we are now live. Also, <clears throat> if you would like to attend your local Muhammad mosque or study group, Go to www.noistudygroup.com, fill out that form. Somebody's going to reach out to you and help you find your local Muhammad Mosque study group if you have one in the area and give you the instructions because we need you to take a picture of your sign-in sheet, send it back to us so that we can verify it and send it to our secretary today. We will be delving into uh, how to give birth to a God. How many of you all this morning are parents or soon to be parents? Press the number three in the comment section. If you are a parent or a soon to be parent, put that in the comment section because this is going to be a very, 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 very good, good live stream for you. Oh, this is going to be real. I mean, really for everybody, but, you know, speaking specifically for those parents, it's going to be very on time for you all. Okay, so we got a lot of threes. All right, we got a lot of threes. I mean, there have been a lot of birds and the bees. Okay, let's get right to it now. Here we go. Talk to my wife, the baby cries. <laughs> I want my wife, the baby cries. Don't worry about that. You're going you to get it together. Come on. Don't do that. Just a second. Let me just refresh. I have to Just had to do a little refresh. Baby crying. She looking after the baby and a big baby laying up in the bed beside her crying. <laughs> of the mother and you gotta say oh what the hell is this they're down that damn baby cry you you jumping up in the middle of the night uh, and they pay me no damn attention <laughs> then a fight breaks out she gotta nurse the baby so when she put the nipple in the baby's mouth she's so upset the chemistry of her mind changed it's now in the blood it's now in the milk and the baby drinking the milk of rejection of you because you act like a damn fool. Brother, 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 the woman is the cooperator with God. Let me tell you, when you're pregnant, sister, don't you think about no damn cow taking care of your baby or no formula called Similac. Do you hear me, woman? Well, well, I, I, if I nurse, I lose my form. No, you lose your farm when you don't nurse. You killing the, 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 the milk. You hurt yourself because nature has a way through the sucking process. You know, the drawing process is pulling your womb back into place. It's causing you to heal. 
It's a healing between the mother and the baby and it's a bonding period. You healing on the inside. The baby is being bonded to the mother through the milk that's in the breast. So if you continue to think good thoughts, right thoughts, the energy, the chemistry of that good thought is right on in. Now you're reinforcing what you put in the, in the baby as you wrote on the page of the brain as you were forming the brain. Now you're feeding it and developing it. You foster an atmosphere of love. Come on. And before you know it, you got a giant that will make you like Mary. Every time we talk about Jesus, we talk about Mary. And every time the world talks about your children, they're going to talk about you because you will make yourself remembered by what you produce. Come on, black woman. This is your day. This is your time. God is with you to bless your womb and fill you with his spirit that you will produce spirit-filled children. Children of great vision. Prepare yourself. Come on, brothers. Take another look at her. And when you go home and you get in an argument, before you rock her jaw, think about who rocks the crib. Teach, minister. It's better to walk out and say, oh, this can't handle it. That's true. I'll just go to the cool off. But don't beat her. That's right. Because if you beat her, God will impress something on you that will make you feel the weight of punishment for interfering with the womb that is his cooperator in bringing new life. May Allah bless you. May Allah keep you. May Allah help each of us to understand our value as men, our value as women. May Allah bless you to start preparing now, cleaning up your life to bring forth onto this earth the giants that will rectify the condition that slavery and the oppression of white people has put us under. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. Uh, dear brothers and sisters, uh, once again, it is a great privilege and honor for me to have this opportunity to stand before you and to share with you some of that which we have learned of Islam under the guidance of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. A man who is greatly misunderstood but by the help of Allah I do believe that if we would reason with this great teacher we would understand him better and through him I believe we would see the work of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, better than we 
presently see that work. First, I want to announce to you the good news that our dear brother Akbar Muhammad has um, come through a very serious surgery this evening, a triple bypass uh, heart uh, operation, or what they call open heart surgery. And uh, by the grace of Allah, he has come through up to this point successfully. All praise be to God. I uh, was with him last night and yesterday evening rather and this morning and uh, his family and some of the believers, my family and uh, he was in very wonderful spirit considering what he was about to go through and I must say as Muslims that when you believe so thoroughly in the power of Allah and you put your trust completely in Him, He gives you an inner peace and strength that allows us to go through things that others feel are so great but with him he makes great things small because nothing or no one is greater than himself so I'm sure brother Akbar's family uh, thanks all of you for your prayers and just before he went into the operating room, he said to us, I thank Allah for friends and brothers and sisters such as you who make it easier for me to go through this ordeal. I will not belabor that point, but one of the aspects of life that we are missing is a very critical and necessary aspect of life and that is brotherhood sisterhood the feeling of family beyond your personal family we need that one of the things that the enemy desire to produce in us was this sense of being alone that it's only you fending for yourself and nobody else cares in this world but you and since you may not know how to contact God you don't even believe that he cares so we're a very lonely people very lonely people with people around us but still 
very lonely. And the beauty of what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did through Islam was to create for us a brotherhood where there are caring and loving men and women who we can look to in time of trouble and need. And that in itself is salvation. So if we study the Quran and the Bible, we see that whatever God laid down through the prophets, it was to create a brotherhood. And the laws that he gave through the prophets was to protect family and the brotherhood. And if we follow those laws and carry them into practice, we will always have a strong brotherhood on which to rely. Again, uh, before I get into my subject, Brother Khalid uh, Muhammad was arrested by the FBI uh, last week in Atlanta, Georgia. Some 80 FBI agents surrounded our brother and his companions with drawn weapons. Arresting Brother Khalid and taking him to a federal holding place somewhere outside of Atlanta, Georgia. They held him for 72 hours without placing a charge against him. The lawyers could not ascertain what the charges were and so they brought our brother to court uh, on the third day with uh, vans, uh, a, a van and then other vans and cars protecting that van because they thought that we would attack them and quote unquote spring our brother. The believers filled the courtroom from 7.30 that morning until they called his case at 4 in the afternoon not a believer left the courtroom. The Muslims were there dignified strong when the judge and others had been in the court all day saw these black faces quiet stern dignified they became very upset and the FBI kept going back to brother Collett saying now there's not gonna be any trouble today is there there's not gonna be any trouble today is there And uh, Brother Abdul Rahman, one of the students of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, 
went back in the judge's chamber and they talked and the judge was very hurt that the FBI got him to sign a warrant for the arrest of Brother Collin on something so silly as uh, the social security number of a brother who was helping Brother Khaled to buy a home in Atlanta to um, take up his ministry there. When the judge saw that they really had nothing, it was very sickening. They brought Brother Khaled into the court in chains with his hands chained and his feet chained. That's all right. You don't have to owe or ah, you know. If you had seen Jesus, you would ooh and ah. Because that's the way they brought him before Pilate. So, you know, we are not excited because we've seen these things before. But, you know, when they brought him into the court, the believers jumped to their feet spontaneously to attention. And he said, Assalamu alaikum. And the whole court responded, Wa alaikum salam. Then they unchained brother and he sat down. But the believers would not sit. And after Brother College sat down, he said, you may be seated. So the real judge had entered the court. <laughs> and uh, the judge just let him go. They usually take you back in holding and then let you go and give you your jewelry or whatever. The judge was so excited and upset, they let Brother Khaled go right from the witness stand to the believers to the street. So we say, again, you know, all praise is due to Allah. And uh, we thank Allah for being with us because without him, um, we would not be in any shape to do anything. In California, Brother Abdullah and Brother Abdul Wali have been for the last uh, three days. The California or the uh, Los Angeles City Council had a session yesterday where they met to say that Farrakhan has a right, a First Amendment right to speak, but we do not want his message. And they said that 
His message is not wanted in Los Angeles. I feel sorry for them. I really, really feel sorry for them. Uh, and then they said the city of Los Angeles must reject hate, bigotry, anti-Semitism, etc. And uh, it was passed overwhelmingly. Eleven to nothing. There are only 11 city councilmen and all 11 voted against me. And I think three of them are black. One of the black ones called tonight to try and explain to me why he voted along with the whites. <clears throat> well, Brother Abdul Ali gave a brilliant statement before the city council in Los Angeles yesterday. And of course the city is on fire with expectancy of my arrival there next week. We are postponing our trip to Los Angeles because the venue that we had rented is just too small for the amount of people that wish now to hear what we have to say. We might have to rent the Hollywood Bowl. So inshallah, they will have a press conference tomorrow where Brother Abdullah will say to them, inshallah, that uh, the city council has spoken, the mayor has spoken, that Farrakhan is not welcome in the city of Los Angeles, nor is his message welcome in the city. And Minister Farrakhan has said, that if this mayor and the city council speak for the black people of Los Angeles, then he will not come. But if they do not speak for the black people of Los Angeles, and they don't, then we are passing out petitions all over the city to let the masses of black people speak saying that not only do we welcome him to the city but we want to hear what he has to say so our aim is to get a hundred thousand or more names and if we get a hundred thousand names there is no auditorium there big enough to hold the crowd that will want to come out to hear what we have to say then I shall go in and ask the mayor to sit down <laughs> no, no, no. Well, he should feel like sitting down right. yeah. now those of you who are present tonight who've never been to the final call uh, building before and you've heard a lot about me but you never um, 
been exposed fully to what I have to say, I would appreciate it very much if you would be so kind as to listen very carefully to what I'm going to say tonight and you weigh it with all the intelligence that God has given you and this should tell you why they don't want me in Los Angeles and why they may not want me in any major city in America after a while but why I will go wherever I please when I please as I please because this earth don't belong to the city council it belongs to Allah and I'm his servant so I should be able to go anywhere on his earth since I grow up out of it and have to return to it I think I belong to it and it belongs to me now On this past Sunday, I taught a subject that has been nursing in me or growing in me for about 15 years. Tonight, I want to continue on the path of that subject matter. And I want to deal from the 19th chapter of the Holy Quran, which is titled Maryam. Maryam. It is the only chapter of the Holy Quran named after a specific woman. Although the fourth chapter is called the women, the women, the 19th chapter is named after a specific woman, a woman that all Christians are familiar with, Mary, or in Arabic, Maryam. Now, as Muslims, followers of the teachings of the Quran, there is a disagreement with the Christians. Some of our Christian brothers and sisters have erroneously taken Jesus and his mother Mary as gods beside Allah the creator of the heavens and the earth now I don't want you to get upset but if you read your own Bible, scripture, not the Quran, but the Bible. Jesus consistently talks about one 
greater than himself. He is very consistent in his devotion to the Father, in his love of the Father. Listen now. If Jesus were the equal to God, the Creator, he would not have to look to God for aid, comfort, guidance, nurturing, etc. But Jesus is made to say, I can of myself do nothing. Well, that's not an independent man. If a man says, I can't of myself do anything, that that the Father directs me to do, that I do. That that I hear, that I speak. Jesus is bearing witness that he's not the originator of the truth but he's listening for God to speak to him and he speaks to the people only what he hears of God. And what God bids him to do, that is what he does. He is a perfect servant of Allah. He said, listen, I'm going to quote it because we have it in the study guide and it's so beautiful. I would like to just uh, quote the words of Jesus uh, from the book of John because it's, it's too heavy, excuse me, for using such language. Jesus says, and this is life eternal in the book of John, the 17th chapter the third verse and this is life eternal that they might know thee not me that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent this is Jesus Thomas I'm gonna say it again this is eternal life that they the people might know you He's talking about somebody else. The only true God and Jesus Christ, meaning he's talking about himself now, whom you have sent. Now listen, if somebody sends you, the sender is greater than that which is sent. Jesus didn't say, I came into the world. He was sent into the world for us. Is that right? Yes. Now I want you to think of this. Jesus said, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Not in my name, but in your name, Father. These scriptural passages plainly reject the false conception that Allah has a partner or an associate. Jesus was not an associate God. Jesus was not a partner of God. Like me and you are buddies and we are co-equals. Jesus was a servant of God. 
Therefore, when he was on the cross and he felt forsaken, he cried out, Father, huh? my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Right? When he got ready to give up the ghost, he said, Father, into your hands do I commend my spirit. I mean, he's talking about somebody greater than himself. Now look, the Quran, which is the book of scripture that I'm going to be talking from tonight, says Jesus is speaking. I said nothing to them except as you commanded me as witness to the book of John that I hear that shall I speak I said nothing to them except what you commanded me to serve to worship Allah my Lord and your Lord Jesus is not trying to get you or me to worship him Jesus is trying to get us to perfectly worship God he said worship God in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him Jesus talking about one greater than himself now listen the Muslims reject Mary being elevated to such exalted position as found in the Catholic Hail Mary. Hail Mary, Mother of God. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus huh? pray for us now and at the hour of our death I think it goes something like that amen now they were doing all right <clears throat> Mary can pray for you or me if she's around and you can pray for me and I can pray for you but God never made Mary an intercessor for you or me with him so the Muslims reject that now dear Muslims you must be careful in rejection Lest in rejecting something, you don't see value in it, you throw it away completely. And then take an extreme position to the negative, which hurts you. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a very special woman. There is no woman, not even the prophet's mother, that is mentioned in the Quran. Talk to me. Now wait, 
I don't want you to get excited. I want you to reason with me. If the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the greatest of all the prophets that ever lived and the seal of the prophets, his mother should be mentioned in the book, but Mary is mentioned over her. Nowhere in the Quran do you find a whole chapter given to a woman. So if a chapter of a book of eternal wisdom is given to a woman, then you need to stop and pay attention to what God is trying to teach you through the written word and the revealed word. There's something about that woman that you need to study. Not only the woman, but what the woman produced. Listen, Muslims. On the other hand, talking to the Christians, you should not exalt Mary in a spooky way. But you're being a woman, sisters. You should try to understand why Mary holds such a very high and special place in the scripture of both the Bible and Holy Quran. Bear with me, beloved. Now, there was in fact a woman called Mary. Is that right? This Quran is not a book that is fictitious. It's not dealing with fiction. The woman actually existed. But this chapter 19 is given to Mary. Now that's something we need to consider. I want y'all just to bear with me tonight. We just want to have a good time. This number 19 appears in the 74th surah or chapter of the Quran. It is called the parable of 19. Let me go right to it. Uh, yes, you can be a little patient with me, okay? Allah says, In this uh, chapter 74, <clears throat> in the 30th verse, it talks about the number 19. And uh, that this number 19 is called a parable and a parable is a story that hides in it a meaning something that is deeper than
than what the parable implies on the surface. If you look at 19, and I'm going to put over here, Maryam. You have a one which represents what? God. Say he, Allah, is one. You have nine which represents what? Completion of the language of what? Mathematics. Is that right? When you put the one and the nine together, you get what? Ten. And what does the ten represent? With this one, nine, zero, or the ten, you got all the numbers of mathematics. You got the entire language of mathematics to begin to build anything. Are you all all right? Yes, Good. I just follow. You have nine planets. And the tenth one is the sun. And that gives you what? Solar system. Very heavy. Now, this sun is in Arabic, al-shams, the sun, but it is feminine. She. Now, if the sun is the giver of life, light, energy, and sits at the, near the center and controls the movement of the spheres of life around her, her, then this parable of 19, titled Maryam, contains a deep secret that when the secret is finally exposed you will be able to see God but you cannot see God except through her wait now wait sisters look I want y'all to just be cool tonight I want you to hear this now. Now you Muslim brothers don't get excited. Because really the world of Islam needs a reform. A great reformation needs to take place in the world of Islam over the way you understand the woman. You can never be a great people, a great nation. You can never go where Allah God wants you to go, disrespecting the woman. Now listen carefully to what I'm about to say. 
This one and nine actually represents the universe. The universe that you see came from a universe that you didn't see. Meaning that the universe that is seen springs forth from a womb that God himself used his powers to produce out of the dark womb of space all that you see. He said, be. Be what? Be a light. And the sun comes forward. Now I want you to think about that. But before he said be, it was there, but nobody could bring it forward. But when the power of God could command it, it had to come forth because a greater power was exercising itself on the womb to bring forth out of the womb its mysteries. So the universe is a pregnant universe, constantly revealing new things. So Allah says in the Quran, there are creatures that you know, and there are creatures that you have no knowledge of. This womb called the universe is so mysteriously magnificent that whatever Allah desires to bring forth, He just brings it forth out of this magnificent womb. So you call the universe a pregnant universe because she's always coming up with new things. She. In the fourth chapter of the Holy Quran, in the first verse, I think it's the first verse, let me just check and see. Yes. Allah is talking about how he created the mate. A woman of the same essence. And from these two, he spread many men and women. Then Allah orders us to reverence the womb. And I want you to listen to the words now. Maybe in Arabic it means something different. You all help me out. I don't know the Arabic. But by the help of Allah, I'll work with the English. Reverence the womb. Reverence carries a deep significance here. Revere, not Paul revere. To revere something is to hold it in awe, to hold it in high esteem. The word reverend is the title given to one who is held in awe, high esteem because of spiritual gifts and wisdom. But we don't like the term reverend. 
because none is reverent but God. But Allah says to us, reverence the womb. Why should you hold the womb in awe? This great, dark, mysterious, magnificent womb. Why should you reverence it? Because everything that you see came forth out of it by the command of a God who acted upon that womb. And every one of you came forth out of that dark mysterious chamber and so God commands us to reverence that womb because you don't understand the power that is there that is God's laboratory I want you to listen good now I know you're gonna be all right Now, listen. You've heard that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us about the making of the white man. Many Muslims reject this. They say, oh, this is something that Elijah made up. But this man, Master Farad Muhammad, who taught him knew and knows what the scholars have yet to pick up on that's not anything to be ashamed of but if you really reverence the womb you would not be surprised at what the womb could produce but since you and we don't pay proper respect to the womb of a woman we do not really understand who this is and why a woman must never be abused and why a woman must never be misused and why you as a woman must begin to learn who you are not from the scholars of the world but from the God who created you and fashioned you after the womb of the universe from which he created everything we as men can never advance except through your womb there is no advancement for the world no advancement for society no advancement for civilization except it comes through the womb reverence the womb look the honorable Elijah Muhammad in teaching us about Yaqub and teaching us what he did on the island of Pilan grafting out of us the original man a people that are called colored people 
colored people means that which has been changed from its original state. You are not colored. Colored is the past participle of the verb to color. And when you color something, you alter it, you change it. You are not altered, you are not changed. You are as God created you. You are the original people of the earth and that's why your skin is black. You are black not because you're cursed, you are black because that's the nature of the womb and you are the first creatures to come out of the womb of God's creation. Take it or leave it alone. Now look, some of you say, this is racism. No! You have not respected black people. Therefore the world must know who the black man is in order to know who you are. You didn't predate us. We are your father in this thing called life. We are your mother. We are the first creation out of the womb of darkness. Therefore he called us the original man. Argue with that. Go find your scholars and scientists. See if they can find any human being predating the black man. Sorry about that. That's not racism. This is just a fact. We are the Adam. We are the progenitor of all the species of humanity. We are your daddy. You don't like that, but to hell with what you like. This is what you got to know. Why do you have to know this? Because you have spat upon your own father. You have crushed the black man under your foot and you can never rise to your own greatness unless you give honor and respect to what God created before you and made a source from which you came. Take it or let it alone. White man can't argue. He's a Johnny come lately on our planet. Now why should the white man be upset with me? What am I saying? He bears witness to it in his own scholarship. Mendel, who was a white scientist, discovered a law that light skin is recessive. Dark skin is dominant. Recessive means weak. Dominant means strong. Light eyes are recessive. Dark eyes are strong. This is Mendel's law. He discovered that you can get the weaker from the stronger. But he said you couldn't reverse that process. Oh, that's Mendel saying this. White anthropologists white historians, 
white biologists, white geneticists. They never argue with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But look, the deepest significance of what Elijah Muhammad was saying is that whatever goes on while something is being made goes into the makeup of the thing. You can't be making something in an environment and something from the environment drops into the thing and then you keep on going it's made into the thing. When the white people were being made, according to the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to us, lying and murder were going on on the island of Pilon. I'll go deeper into this at another time, but I'm using it as a point of reference. If lying and murder is going on while something is being fashioned of life, then lying and murder become a part of the very nature of the thing that's being fashioned. The white man himself has not known why he lies like he does and is a murderer and a bloodshedder of all the peoples of the earth. Jesus said in the Bible, I know you, St. John, 8th chapter, I know you, you are of your father, the devil. The lust of your father you shall do. He was a liar from the beginning and a murderer. Well, if the father was a liar and a murderer. This offspring is that that the father made it. Now look. This is not saying that we cannot overcome that. But the Caucasian has a natural tendency to lying and murder. Because he is such a liar and a murderer. He has actually spread his power over your womb. And you are producing from your womb liars and murderers that you yourself are frightened of. Your own little children are scaring the hell out of you. You wonder where did they come from? They came from you. I had a conversation with a sister today. She said, you know, Brother Farcon, uh, some sisters and I were talking and we said, <clears throat> we had come to the conclusion that there really weren't too many good men around. And I said, well, yes. So she said, we were asking the question, what needs to be done? <laughs> By the help of Allah. I said, well, sister, 
I say what you see in the man is what you produce. You condemn you're the fruit of your womb. You made it. So if there's something wrong with the man, that means, dear sister, there's something wrong with you. And if there's something wrong with you, unless what is wrong with you is fixed, then there'll never be any better men for you to fall in love with. Because where there are no decent women, there are no decent men. For the woman is the mother of civilization. You got to take that responsibility. Now look at what I'm saying. All praise is due to Allah. Look at it now. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, y'all all right? Yes, sir. It says, a wise child maketh a glad father. But a foolish child is the heaviness of its mother. You make them fools, sister. Or you can make them wise. You can make them devils, sister. And you can make them gods. You got the womb. And there you have the power to fashion life. What do you want it to be? This is why... No matter what you say of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I must defend him. Because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't tell us the history of Prophet Muhammad and give us deep readings of Quran and have us learning Arabic. That man understood first things first. He said, I can't fasten you all down into reading Arabic when don't nobody over here speak it. There's something you got to do. And the first thing he did was to try his very best to reform the black woman. Because unless a genuine reformation takes place with the black woman, we have no future at all. That's how important you are, sisters. And that's why the white man, listen to me carefully, whenever any strong black man comes up among you that understands who you are and reverences the womb and begins to do that which is his duty by you, the white man will actually lie on him, scheme against him, destroy him because he has his hand over your womb and his hand is the hand of death and that is what is coming out of your womb death and destruction to yourself and to society therefore the children today are really like grapes of wrath they will set your teeth on edge The children today have no love, natural love, for their own parents. They will kill you. You see your own children swelling up. When you go to reprimand them, you see them. 
Do it again. I'm not talking about just to the father. I'm talking about to their mothers. When the Quran teaches any child to honor and respect the mother and the father, but the children today will not only disrespect you, they'll kill you. Cuss you out. Beat you. When they get strong enough. Can you imagine children locking their parents up at old age, taking their money, and just smacking them around and beating on them? Can you imagine that? It's going on today. But this is what your womb produced, sister. You can't blame it on the school. You can't blame it on the society alone. You made the society. All of it came from your womb. Well, what were you thinking? Come on, let's get on to it. See? Y'all bear with me. I'll, I'll be right over here in a minute. What were you thinking? Most of the time in this world, the children are born out of total lust. You meet a woman, pure animal. At a party. At a party. You have been smoking reefer. Drinking wine. No, no, that's true. So you go to the party, geeked up. Gotta get my head tight, right? She's at home getting dressed for the party. Good and you're trying to find something tight. Something just right. So that when you move over here, move over there, shake a little here, twist a little there, that boy will be blown out of his mind. And soon you blow something out of your mind. Look here now. In the party, you meet on a dance floor under low down circumstances under James Brown singing the sex machine and get on up and get on up your mind is programmed on a low level the man dancing with you ain't an atom can get between you and him. You just met. And you just grinding away. The Bible said, listen now. Y'all alright? I'm gonna get off this subject in a minute. The Bible says how you would heap to yourself teachers that would tickle your ears. See, the ear is a very sensitive thing. It ain't usually women that go after men's ears. It's men that go after a woman's ear. Because the ear is the organ that leads 
to your submission. So he dancing with you, tickling your ear. From the ear to the neck. This is your juggler vein. Allah says in the Quran that he's closer to you than your own life vein. So when the man drops from the ear to the vein, he's coming now in the path of God to bring you under subjection to his will. But you don't mind because you came to the party to come under subjection. You ain't fighting the feeling, you encouraging the feeling. Two animals working here now, breathing hard. Play that song one more time. <laughs> All right, I think I... Uh, <laughs> hey, brothers and sisters, listen, excuse me, but you know something? You know... You know, nature and life is so beautiful and so wonderful. And we've all experienced this in one form or another. But you yield under that passion because God gives us passion. God gives us the ability to love. But the love is not cultivated the love is not developed so there's a lust a fleshy lust which culminates in a sexual relationship that finds you pregnant but you just met the man at the party you don't even know the man's name you don't know where the man lived. He just got tied up that night. Now you are pregnant. He's going on about his business. Nice time. Thank you very much. But you now got a life growing in you that you don't want. Hardly any one of us were produced through planning. We were an accident that happened during a lustful evening. We were conceived so the very thought that generated the sperm, the thought, I said, that empowered and generated the sperm was from a low mind because it was based in lust so the very formation of the beginning of the child is on that same lustful principle it's sad man really 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 sad and it's because we don't reverence that womb and now you don't want what you have growing in you so the white man says because he's frightened of the power of your womb 
he makes it easy for you to have an abortion now, now sisters listen please wait a minute i'm not here to send you on no guilt trip that's not my intention so if you've had abortions you know i want you to think about it but i don't want you to be plagued by guilt because i mean god is if you feel guilty god wants you to feel guilty but now don't don't please there's a way out of this that's what i'm trying to say and god is not gonna beat you up or kill you because of your silliness that you do in ignorance but when you know better you have got to sister do better now this white man look at this now and your own weakness has made you both parties to murder you say well I'm not a murderer you are damn liar you a murderer, man. We contribute to murder every day that we commit an act that is the act of a responsible man and woman, but we want pleasure and not responsibility. So when we walk away from the act and find that the woman is pregnant, we say, wait, what? Pregnant? Wait a minute. You know, I didn't mean that that night. I ain't got a job. Well, man, you should have been thinking about that job before you got on this job. Yeah. Or before you went to what? Yeah. <laughs> you. So now you and her sit down to conspire murder now. Two murderers. Lying and murdering. As I mentioned Sunday, you get quinine and all the old remedies. Sit in hot water. Do all kind of things to yourself. To get rid of a life. No, 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 no. Don't get the feeling bad I'm trying to tell you something sisters if you knew better you you would do better but that spirit of murder is pervasive now so when the children finally get here because you were afraid to have an abortion or you tried to kill it and finally you said oh the hell with it I'll go on have it but I'll have it but I don't want it the baby comes here unloved from the womb you didn't love it in the womb you didn't want it in the womb you hear me you didn't nurture it in the womb you was partying smoking drinking snorting putting crack in your veins you were killing the fruit of your womb 
from the very beginning and you wonder why you got this for a man you're killing yourself black woman you don't know who you are you yourself don't reverence your own womb because you don't know the power of God in your womb Now, I'm going to bring this talk to an end. I don't, you know, I, I, look, I'm so sensitive to your pain. I, I am sensitive. The sisters, some of you are in deep pain now. That's not my purpose. You know, I hate preachers. I hate them to preach, to make people feel all guilty and sad. And that's the way he get them to join the church, you know. Come on now. The devil ungot you. I don't like that. I hate that. Because the preacher makes you think he's not guilty of what he's condemning you for. And every day you read the paper, you see the preacher guilty of worse things than you ever thought of doing. So that's not the purpose. But the purpose is to cause you to think and then to show you a way out of this thing. That's the purpose. So don't dwell on the pain of the abortion. Dwell on the hope of what tomorrow will bring when your mind and your body and your whole, your whole being gets right. Now just follow this, I'm coming to the end. There's so much more to this. lying and murder went on in the island and lying and murder is the order of the day and it is that kind of environment that children are being birthed into so at 12 and 13 and 9 and 11 they're killing today and it's the youth who are the most violent today because they were birthed into a world that didn't want them from the beginning and that's why suicide is one of the main killers of young people because young people were tried to be gotten rid of by their mothers. Nobody want them, so they say, to hell with it, I'll check on out of here. But it is you, mother, that have produced this. It is your thinking. And Reverend, I don't care how much Bible you preach. If you don't know life, and don't know how to make a change in the world then all your preaching is in vain brother my lord all right family uh that's part two raise your hand if you got something that you would like to share that's part two god i mean he hitting you on for your first time i hope you enjoyed today's message because i mean he's really going in man he's getting he's he's going into it this just day two we got all week of this so go ahead and get ready so at this time please raise your hands on the zoom um please raise your hand on the zoom and 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 and, and be willing to share something that stands out for you Always remember, we will end at 10. I kind of let us go a little bit longer because this is an eight-hour series, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get us ahead a little bit. Um, 
So uh, we got about 30 minutes of feedback. Let's start off with Sister Tiana. Give me one second. Don't unmute yourself yet. Let me get the screen together. Okay, go ahead. You there? Um, Asalaamu Alaikum. Well, like, it, it is, yes. Yes, so what stood out to me was um, Mary and Jesus and um, she has a whole chapter. She has a whole chapter. I didn't know that. So that's what stood out to me and I'm not going to take up any more of um, the family's time. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Indeed, indeed. There's many people all over the world that think Muslims don't believe in Jesus. Yet we have a whole chapter on his mother. Great point, uh, sister. Uh, is it Sister Maria? Am I saying that right? Sister Maria. Elena. Let's read. Let's uh. Let's start their time when they start speaking, family. Sister Maria, are you there? Going once, going twice. Okay. Let's go over to Brother Tony. Salam alaikum, family. salam. Yes, sir. What stood out to me, bro, was a couple of things. Real quick, the fifteen-year secret. You said it's been growing in them for fifteen years. The second thing that stuck out to me was Mendelin's law. How black is dominant or darker colors are dominant and lighter colors are recessive. And the last thing that stuck out to me, it made me think of uh, grant me protection against all my faults for none, grant protection against faults, but the, and how he's showing how we have made a mistake as a family, the black man and the black woman, and how we're the originators of everything. But in that, there is mercy. And he's showing us how to get up out of it. So he's speaking on many levels. And that's what stood out to me, how he's showing us a solution. He's showing us mercy. And he's giving us the answer that we need in order to overcome the obstacle that we're in by changing our way of thinking. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Sister Maria, you ready yet? She said trying to unmute, but I couldn't. You should be able to unmute yourself. It's unlocked. Let's go to Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Um, so a few things that stood out to me was the fact that the minister touched on the, the making of the Caucasian and how the Caucasian came into existence. And we heard what the minister said, so there's no need for me to repeat it. But the fact that what the minister has been teaching us is not some theory or some belief that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad just made up. This is scientific fact. So as Brother Tony was saying that the minister speaking on so many different levels, we have to come to the understanding that the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Islam that has been exemplified through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is not just an ideology, but it's a science. This is a this is a science and we're actually being trained as students into the mind and the wisdom of God himself. So we're learning the creation of all things, the beginning of all things through the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So 
that's the first thing that stood out to me. The second thing that stood out to me was when the minister said, unless a genuine reformation of women does not take place, we have no future at all. And he was referencing the fact that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad used all of his might, majority in teaching the women. And that's what you get 75% of the work is with the woman because understanding that the woman is not an individual, but she represents a whole entire nation. And this is why you see the impact of society and culture today. And specifically when you talk about hip hop, you see that it's being led and being driven by women and they are setting the bar and the standard for how women are treated. They are setting the bar and the standard on how women are viewed. And when men come along and say to them, hey, sister, we want to tone that down. We want to cover that up. You see the rebellion that's taking place in those women and you see the rebellion that takes place in the society. So the woman is extremely important when you're talking about reforming and rebuilding the community. And then the last thing that the minister hit on was the idea of murder and how it has become so pervasive today that it has even become public policy. Now, we just was having a conversation a few months ago or about a year ago when they overturned Roe v. Wade and this whole thing blew up. It was all on social media about that decision being overturned and they have made it law. And then the devil tells you that it's your right. It's your right now to conspire, as the minister said, you and the man conspire to commit murder. And the devil tell you, well, that's your right to do that. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you got hit with your three minute mark. Uh, Sister, Sister Maria, you ready now? All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Landis Houston. Well, what stood out to me that the minister spoke about, especially uh, really just holding in on how to give birth to a God, the initial process in which how most of us came to be through a lustful nature, right? Not the way of planning. If we truly believe Allah is the best of planners, we are all God's children of the Most High. That means we too are planners, right? So we have to begin to plan our life out. A little bit more and stop letting life just happen to us right stop letting the brother kids just happen to us and then we'll figure it out later make a plan right and discipline yourself to that plan so that things happen around the time that, they, that you want them to happen and if things change or life happens as life normally does and you're able to adopt uh, uh adapt and to pivot on your plan instead of going through life fumbling and bumbling without a plan thank you for listening Something that stood out for me, <clears throat> well, something that came to my mind. Many of us say, well, I came out all right. Y'all know how we do. Well, 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 I ate pork, so shoot, I mean, I shoot, I think I came out pretty good. We don't know how good we could have been if we was raised a different way. So as I think about how to give birth to a God and how we're saying that that's on the mother by how she's raising and how she's thinking with that child in the womb, you thought about murder, you thought about lying, you thought about whatever contributed to the will of God. So this is a part of what you're producing. And yes, some of us did come out all right, but what could we have been? Could we have been much further than we are right now 
with the proper rearing. See what I'm saying? So I just want to point that out. And that's what came to my mind, because as I'm listening to how to give birth to a God, I, I can just I'm thinking about the excuses that many of us may have similar to when we say stop eating pork. Stop eating this. Stop doing well, my granddaddy. You know, they've been eating pork since the 1900s. And we think, OK, yeah, but how how much better could they health be if they didn't eat it? What could what what ills or what conditions, what whatever the case may be, wouldn't they have? Yeah, I mean, they can still walk. Yeah, there's other people that's probably in worse conditions. But how much further along or better could they be if they didn't do X, Y and Z? So um, it's powerful, man, because the minister is teaching us and showing us that our future is really through the mother's womb. So we have, we have a responsibility as men to protect that wound, to protect that environment. But the woman has a big duty as well in, in rearing that child, thinking the right thoughts, uh, because that's heavily how they're going to be when they grow up. Now, is there a way for us to unlearn and deprogram and kind of remove? But that's, I mean, think about the pain that you got to go through to do all that. Now I haven't taken Dianetics yet. I'm, I'm setting up my, I'm setting up my sessions to get something going. But from what I've heard from different people, man, they done been in sessions for hours at a time. And then I heard that you can't just cut it off in between. Cause that can mess up their mind. Leave them back there. Now I don't know the truth at all. that. I know brother Daniel got his hand up. He can speak to that, but look at the process of removing some of those in grounds. What if they wasn't there? How much time do you have now? You know what I mean? So yes, it's possible for us to still become what we're going to become in the midst. And in spite of all the things that we go through and how we reared, but dang, I think it'd be better if they just didn't even have to do that though. Right. And then I start to, as I'm getting this dog, y'all know I got this, I'm, I'm, a, I'm finna become the, the dog whisperer in a minute. I'm gonna I'm become a master of it now. I'm still learning. My wife be laughing at me. <laughs> she be laughing. I be thinking I'm knowing what I'm doing with the little kibbles and stuff. I'm learning it though. I'm gonna get it down. But as I'm learning, as no matter how aggressive of a dog you have, pit bull, I mean the meanest of the meanest, I'm always reading the comments and I'm hearing from experts, they say, is due to the handler. So when you raise the dog right in the beginning as a pup, it can be known as the most aggressive dog ever. But if you raise it right, positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, loving it, whatever you need to do, as it gets older, you notice, hey, this, my dog ain't aggressive like that. My dog not doing that. So yeah, it may be some young brothers out there shooting and killing, but I'm going to make sure mine not. And if we all take control over mine, not going to be that way. Mine, not going to be raised that way. Imagine what our future will look like. All right. Let's go to brother Daniel six X. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. The scripture that he raised from the Bible where he said that this is life eternal to know God, Allah and his son. And when he was speaking about the value of the woman and the number 19, it made me think of the great importance, not just for women, but for us in general, but to have Allah, the number one, next to the nine, which is us, and to be completed, which he said nine is completion. 
how that number 19 is very important in the Muslim's life where to know Allah is to have a certain knowledge that's beyond belief. So we have to study enough, pray enough, and do the things that we must do to where our mindset becomes one that is emphatically knowing. So it says to me that our activity has to be more and more and more in line with the voice of both messiahs, where our thoughts actually transform, where we go from just believing to knowing. I'm reminded of the scripture in the Holy Quran where it states, don't say you believe, just say you submit, because faith has not entered into the heart. So it just makes me think of how important submission is to the one God and to get to the point where we are so submissive where the mind of Christ takes over our mind where our actions will be tied to that. So also a point you raised yesterday, Brother Ben, was this also being related to the man and ideas. What I thought of yesterday was that the minister said he is the female Marianne. And he said that he's pregnant with a nation. So is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he also said, and I can find this, but I don't have it now. And just tell me if you remember. He said, look, when a man is pregnant with an idea, it is very laborious. And it is so painful. This is what he said. He said that a woman doesn't have a womb big enough to equal the pain of a man when he's carrying an idea. Mm. And that reminds me of the originator when he created himself out of darkness, then created the woman to help him mm. in his mission. So it's a very uh, powerful thing. And I can remember raising this point in one study group. And the sister said that she didn't see no difference between the female Mary and the male Mary. And I said, dear sister, you know what pregnancy feels like, labor. And she, yes. I said, imagine being pregnant your whole life. Mm, you got y- your time. They got they got you on your time. But I think what you I think what he was saying was imagine being pregnant your whole life. Ooh, I never thought about that now. God dog. See, you got they got nine months. Man, we pregnant with new, we gotta come up with new ideas every now. I'm talking about we stay big in the head. I mean, our head, forehead stay poked out with that pregnancy, don't it? God, I never thought about it like that. We always got to have that new idea. New technology come. Oh, we got to get pregnant again. Uh-oh, new new way of doing it. Uh-oh, we got to come up with a new idea again. Woo! That's deep, Brother Daniel. Uh, Sister Yasina? Assalamualaikum. So to, to what you were saying, Brother Ben, about Dianetics, if you, if, if, a an auditor doesn't properly bring that pre-clear back to present time and run them through pleasure moments, then that pre-clear can get stuck on track, mm. meaning they get stuck in that time. And that that causes psychosomatic illnesses. So and it's an ongoing thing until you can get them back into a into this another session to help them to come back to present time 
So yeah, sometimes it'll be, you can be in those sessions for, um, one of mine was um, for my own self, uh, eight hours the day I was supposed to leave for Savior's Day. And then I had myself a pre-clear and she was in for about six hours. So it, it does, it takes time because you're not just in that track. That track can lead you to it. You can go backwards and backwards and backwards and end up in prenatal. But anyway, um, one of the things that as believers and in anybody, if we study Mother Tainata and Muhammad and what she teaches on the number 19, coupled with the way the minister broke this down, then we get to see, ah, okay, you get a, a clearer understanding of why 19 is so significant and why uh, Dr. Rashad Khalifa, why they they planned and they carried out the murder because like the uh, uh, his murder, because like the minister said, there's a, the secret of that number 19 is powerful. And when we understand it as women, then we'll understand the significance of giving birth to a God. The other part that uh, stood out to me was when the minister said, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he didn't come, he didn't, he knew he couldn't teach us Arabic. He had to teach the, refor the reformation of the woman because the woman is the key. The woman holds the secret. Imagine if we could just as women, when we think about our womb, think about the fact that when after Allah created himself out of the triple darkness of space, he created the woman to be his helpmeet. And because I got 20, 18 seconds and in creating the woman to be his helpmeet, he fashioned her, your womb after his womb. So just that alone should help make us feel so special. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Sister, uh, Sister Yasina, are you an auditor? Yes, sir. Are you taking uh, women to audit? Yes, sir. Does it have to be in person? It's better that it's in person. But when you can get an auditor, and it just it, it just skipped my mind, and Brother Daniel, it's not auditing, Brother Daniel. I can't think. If somebody could put it in chat. It's not auditing, but you can help women you can't help her pre-clear without taking them into an auditing session i just can't think of the the correct term assist you can straight wire that's what i'm looking for straight wire i get straight wired a lot um but yes you you can straight wire and as a person who gets straight wired a lot i <laughs> i know straight wiring really really helps until you can get in that session it um, to be quite honest with you and straight wire you can do over the phone okay can you contact can you shoot me a message on telegram sure all right all right um let's go to bro brother daniel assalamualaikum Waalaikumsalam. yeah straight wire that's what i that, i don't know if i said it before that's what i did with my father i did it with my ex-wife as well it's powerful i also have some other creative um auditing as well which you um you can do with clay you can do with anything that because anything you think can be put into pictures 
metaphors and pictures. So you can put it in clay. You can you can do a lot of things with, with your emotions. But the thought that came to my mind was um, when the minister beautifully went to the making of the white man in John 8, 44. That was powerful. Because you notice that he went back to, he didn't just deal with the devil. He went to the, um, their father and the, the, the engrams or the aberrations or the, the faults of the father. And you notice that by going to the father, going to the source, you're able to uproot it. So what came to my mind was when Brother Alfonso, Master Muhammad's father, when he wanted to make uh, Master Fahd Muhammad, he went to the source. So he went and got a white woman and actually and cleaned her up from her engrams. He cleaned her up from her, her, um, her sins, so to speak. They say casting out devils. And by casting those engrams out, those, those uh, demon circuits, as they call it, uh, casting those elements out of that woman, he was able to produce a woman that was suitable to produce a world savior. Oh, my time is up. No, okay. not. no it's not. You got uh, one, one minute and 17 seconds. Okay, well, last thought was that um, from that outside, that two women's outside is the category of what I deal with when I'm looking at a person I'm auditing. It's the two women's inside. So like in Proverbs, you got a foolish woman and you got a virtuous woman outside. So within, I got the reactive mind, which is the number two, which is a symbol for wisdom, a woman. You got the reactive mind, a colored mind within myself. But you also, what you're trying to destroy, but you also have that secretary of Islam who knows all about you. That she that knows all about you within. So the same thing, you got that reactive mind within that person. You, you bypass the man. So when you order them, I'm always bypassing that person's conscious mind, that male. I'm getting to the reactive mind within, that, that female within. Also, that we call it the file clerk, which is the secretary of Islam within. And that is the part you're trying to commune with, is that secretary, that one that secretes the secrets. Oh, so many thoughts came to my mind. But um, it's time brought up now, so I'm going to get cut off. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Let's go to Sister uh, Christina. Yes. Um, great morning. Peace, everyone. I hope all is well with everyone. Um, what stood out in my mind that the minister um, talked about elaborately is um, conception. So, as we define conception, thanks, Amy. Yes, thanks, Amy. <laughs> okay, as we define conception, it's um, getting pregnant or to devise a plan, and then also the mental representation of. So it really makes us think that we have to really be careful about our thoughts and the mental representation of just makes me think about how we are killing life, but we are choosing to live death if it can be lived. And then also uh, to speak about how important each and every one of us are. When we think about the consciousness of the highest, each one of us are the representation of the highest, the consciousness of the highest. So very important message. I love it. Thank you so much. 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Brother Marcus said, everybody's scared to get muted. Hey, you know what I learned that is? Negative re- That's that negative reinforcement. You put pulling on that leash. Boy, I'm finna be speaking in dog term for the next couple months. So y'all might well go on and get ready for it. Let's go to Brother Dion. Brother Dion. <laughs> yes, sir. Blake, um, okay, the video's not coming off, but that's irrelevant. Um, yeah, I wanted to say that. Uh, oh, there it go. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw Blake come again. Um, yeah, I wanted to say, uh, brother Daniel, uh, th- that was powerful. You know, the secretary of the nation with himself. Uh, the sister that was just on with your child, as I was hearing your child in the background, praise be to Allah, you have your child present, sister, you know, while you're absorbing the wisdom of the minister. So even though your child was, you know, naturally, you know, doing what it was doing, it's a beautiful thing that your child is present. <clears throat> brother Daniel 6X, powerful wisdom, brother and sister Yasina, I believe that's how you say her name. I wanted to acknowledge, you know, uh, those things. Um in my short five to four minutes right now, um, you know, the minister is definitely uh, raising my level of consciousness in regards to the woman just hearing, you know, how to give birth to a God. I believe I've heard some of it before, but it's definitely helped to raise a level of my consciousness, especially him speaking on the 19, one being a law, nine being a woman and referencing Mother Tanetta. I think that sister Yasina. I have your name correct, sister, reference Mother Tanetta as well, uh, which is a uh, powerful study, uh, you know, to our mother, Mother Tanetta. But of course, you know, powerful wisdom, you know, from the minister. The last thing I'll say is that I also see that the wisdom that we're getting from these lectures, in particular, this lecture should allow us to fuel ourselves for the fight that's ahead of us because now we are getting knowledge on how to treat the woman, how to uh, prepare the birth of a God to get us ready uh, for what's ahead of us. So that's what I'll say in short. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have. I saw like Well, All right. Last one we will have is, was that everybody? I seen somebody else's hand before, before yours went down. I see Sister Tiana there, but there was somebody hand who was up. Maybe you put it down because you thought it was 10. Yeah, it was Brother Samuel. Go ahead, Brother Samuel. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Ben. Um, when I listened to this uh, lecture as I'm working, um, what it brought to mind was before I joined the nation, I joined in 2012. I heard this series when I was um, with my wife then, um, and that series was key. In me choosing her, and that it was key in me going through the whole childbirth process. I was steady teaching that in uh, T.L. Barrett, should we allow them to treat our children as prostitutes? It was in the same line of thinking. So, so I was that it brought that back to mind. It also brought back to mind the sciences that they wouldn't teach us, one of them being the science of mating. And here into this was the science of mating of how that should be done. Uh, also, what stood out was it, it brought several questions. Of course, I put them in the chat. Because uh, I think about the, uh, that on a physical level, but on a mental level as well, because the subconscious is like the female and the conscious mind is like the male. So therefore, there's another relationship going on that can impregnate the mind and how we should handle that on a mental level as we handle that on a spiritual level. 
also, lastly, um, the thought that came to mind was a mathematics a math teacher, right? So I'm do the, do the math on stand out to me. And I thought about the uh, uh, how he broke down in 19 and everything. And I'm thinking about one of the first lessons you learn in algebra is if you got a rational number and an irrational number, when they come together, you're always going to get an irrational outcome. You got to have a rational number with another rational number to produce a rational outcome. You can relate this to give a childbirth, right? Now, if you got an irrational number, it's like irrational people, right? You got you compare that with another irrational number and get a rational outcome, but you got to know mathematically what kind of other irrational number to pair with. So it just showed me the connection between the math uh, and you know because you say Islam is math and math is Islam and this whole lecture. And last but not least, dealing with the math, it just hit me at the last minute. That in the word feminine, the last four letters is nine. <laughs> and that word semi, I just, just looked it up and it, I found it had a meaning. One of the meanings was one, uh, uh, it's a Nigerian unisex name, which means love me. You know, the semi. So they got the semi nine. So these thoughts, I got a lot of thoughts just coming through my mind, popping in as I listened to it again after all these years. And that was beautiful. That's all I have to say. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you all for uh, all of your feedback. It is two minutes uh, after time. I am two minutes late to my next meeting. But if you guys would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque study group, go to www.noistudygroup.com. Also, I am unbanned. I'm out of jail on Facebook. I'm, I'm sorry, on YouTube. So the replays uh, will be on YouTube now. We will start sending the YouTube replays again via text. I know probably Facebook kind of threw y'all off, but I was banned for a week on Facebook. So that's what happened um, over the past week. So I thank you all for tuning in. And inshallah, we will be back in the morning at 8 a.m. Central Time for part three. Also, we are working on the app this week. So I'm trying. We're still working on the app, getting all that together. So stay tuned. We got some updates. We're working behind the scenes. So I'll keep you guys updated. Assalamu alaikum and y'all have a blacktastic day. Peace. Wa alaikum salam. You too.